Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. The Super Friends. The Justice League of America versus the Legion of Doom. This is the Challenge of the Super Friends. Our world's about to break. Tormenting the sound. Lost when we wait. There's no way to go back. Always we will fight as one. Still the battle's Welcome to Stardust Podcast, episode 90. I'm your host, Chuck, and this is the Ammo Dump. And I'm Ryan. How's it going, guys? It's going good for me. All right. Anybody else? No? <laughs> Everybody else doing okay? All right. Well, the Ammo Dump, this is basically where we talk about other comic books that we're reading outside of the uh, Star Joe's universe. So nothing of IDW. So. <laughs> <laughs> and not, and uh, as always, this is a completely spoiler-filled episode. Not spoiler-free, but spoiler-filled episode. So I will have will be yeah. So I will have all of the issues that we cover in this episode in the show notes. So if you don't want to be spoiled on any of those issues, do not listen to this episode. And again, with the ammo dump, these are a hard stop at 30 minutes. Right. So we're going to talk about what we need to talk about 30 minutes in. If we finish it, we finish it. We don't. Sorry. Save it for next time. So Save it for the forums. <laughs> so All right. Well, on my plate today, I've got three uh, samples that I wanted to talk about and bring up. Uh, Punisher Warzone, number four of five for Marvel. Yeah. Daredevil End of Days, number five of eight for Marvel. And I also want to talk about Green Arrow number 17 from DC Comics. Nice. Well, Green Arrow is on my list also. And I also wanted to talk about uh, the end of Death of the Family, which is Batgirl 16, Nightwing 16, Batman 16, and 17, as well as a little retro look at, uh, if we have the time, of Spider-Girl number zero and the original Clone Saga. So, Okay. I know I mentioned that I wanted to talk about the um, either the uh, Winter Soldier uh, trade that I got, or the uh, Billy Tucci Sergeant Rock trade, yeah. uh, but with busy and work and packing and getting ready to move, I, I haven't read them okay. all the way through, so I wanted to do that. You lied to our when listeners I, again. It's okay. It's okay. Totally. Totally. <laughs> well, since I'll tell you what, since Green Arrow's on both of our uh, stacks here, let's go ahead and talk about that. All right. And I actually have, I know you have my copy there, but I actually have a copy here because I also got a blank variant edition of it, so we both have well, the issue to look at, so... Look at you, yeah. blank variant. Yeah. Um, basically, it starts off with Oliver Queen, and he's you know walking and talking to himself. He was this guy. Now he's going to die alone. Um, so you know, picks up at a good spot in his life. Yeah. Um, I was I had dropped Green Arrow a while back. I know you did also. Uh, right. And around eight or nine, I, I dropped it around eight or nine. Yeah. And then I heard uh, that. Jeff Lemire was jumping on this, and I and it was going to be a, a brand new direction for the book. And I like Jeff Lemire's writing, so I was like, I'm going to give this a, cha- a chance. I liked the cover art, and I knew the cover artist was the one I believe doing the interior art as well. So I was like, I don't think it is because the cover looks great, and the interior not so much. Oh, see, I love the interior art. I think you're absolutely crazy. I don't know. I. <sighs> It's trying to be that stylized art, kind of like Hawkeye is, but it's kind of... It is actually the same artist. Is he? Yes. 
And maybe it's all the green that's throwing it off or something, or the way the, the there's those little caption bubbles where or the little you know where it's like it focuses on one thing right. and one thing only, and I actually maybe really, that's throwing me out yeah. of it. I, I really don't care for it I, that much. See, I actually really like that because uh, one of the words that I used to describe it, and people probably saw me mention it on the forums and on Twitter, is I referred to it as very kinetic art, where it makes you move makes your eye move towards certain move, things, yeah. things. Right. and I like that especially for a book like this where you're dealing with an archer who has to like pinpoint certain things and look at certain things um, this book had me excited about Green Arrow again like this almost reminds me getting back to the days of like the Longbow Hunter story and stuff like that where he didn't and yeah, the story's really good I mean the, the story's great except I didn't really care much for the ending of it but every panel every little you know box has green in it there's just a lot of green in this issue, and I know why they're doing it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. see, I, I like the ending too, where you have this this mysterious character that showed up, who's actually looks like he's blind and everything else, and he ends up saving Oliver Queen. Um, what I like that Jeff Lemire did is he didn't ignore what came before, but he pretty much wiped out everything that came before and got Ollie back down to his basics. Like all the supporting cast that he had and the money that he had and everything yeah, else. Dead and gone. He gave a good <laughs> yeah, he gave a good reason that actually added to the drama of the story. So it was Exactly. It was like a Jack Bauer kind of thing. I, I liked it, don't get me wrong. I, I I actually liked it except for the ending when the, the, the guy that we don't know his name he actually, you know, comes in and he saves him from the other archer. Right. But it's like it's almost a supernatural kind of thing. Yeah. Just by looking at him, that's the vibe I'm picking up on, and I didn't really care for that. See, I almost picked, I almost uh, viewed him as more of not so much a supernatural, um, but I viewed him more of a almost like a blind master type character or something like that. And where it, it, maybe he's, I don't know, he's just I mean, one of those senseis that even though he can't see, he can he's still a hell of a fighter and stuff. So, and unless it's just you know he's a he's a normal guy and his his eyes are being cut out and those are scars. I mean, I think that's what it is. I think those are just scars on his face. I think from what I can what I've read online, everything else from Jeff Lemire, he's looking to get Ollie back down to his basics and and base it more on a reality type thing. So right, well they've definitely stripped him of everything. I mean, there's no corporation. It was lost and sold and you know purchased by another company. Looks like the money might be running out. You know, the queue is gone. Yeah. His friends gone. And that's the thing so. I liked about it too was, like I said, he didn't just forget what came before. He actually used what came before to add drama to Ollie's life. Of like, okay, your friends are now dead, and you're you've just lost your company, and uh, and but he gave good reasons as to why it wasn't just like, oh, they got killed, or oh, you lost all your money. It was like you lost your money because of this, and oh, your friends died because of your involvement in this, and so I thought it added really well to the, the story of it. I was very pumped yeah. about this, and I know I overhyped it with you as well, but um, I love the art. Uh, obviously, that's just a differing of opinions, but uh, but as far as the story goes, this is a green arrow that I want to keep reading. So, yeah, I'll definitely read your copy. No big deal. That's right. No problem. I'll, I'll let you borrow it anytime. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, I will punish your war zone four of five. It's a mini series. Marvel. Uh, Rucka. Uh, is it Greg Rucka? Yes. All right, he's the writer on this one. But basically, what it is is we're almost to the end of this story here. Where uh, the Punisher. Um, and uh, he, he, Rachel Cole Alves, she's actually on trial here, and she's going to be uh, you know, rescued here by the Punisher. The Avengers are trying to pick up Frank, who's coming back to rescue her. And you know, Steve Rogers and Iron Man, Tony Stark, and uh, Black Widow here, they're all 
formulating a plan to uh, to get you know Frank when he comes back, lock him up. Uh, basically, Captain America tells Wolverine he comes to grab a drink with him. He tells him, you know, hey, we don't need you on this mission. Get out. And he's like, fine. You know what? Your funeral. You need me. You you know you need me. Nice. But they they kick him out. He's not you know part of this uh, you know team here. And basically, it pans back to Tony Stark. He's in Stark Tower, you know, doing some, uh, you know, brilliant mind kind of thing here. <laughs> and in the background, in one of the pictures in the last panel, you see a character with a Punisher. Yeah, it's a Punisher. You see the, you know, the Punisher skull and stuff like that. And then we go to Manhattan. It's the day of the trial. Spider-Man's in place to watch for Frank. Captain America's in a truck, you know, watching the, for the tr- prisoner transport because sh- she was found guilty. She's going to be, you know, transported to jail. And that's when Frank is supposedly going to make his move to break Rachel out, you know, yeah. uh, Cole's out. And we have, you know, Thor standing by, you know, everybody's standing by. But basically what happens is when Captain America, Steve Rogers, is driving the truck, they drives over like a mine type thing, uh, explosives, the tires are blown. Thor comes down, rips, you know, t- uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers out of the truck, saves him. <clears throat> Spider-Man's all a go. Basically, the person in the back of the truck busts out with a gun, starts shooting. Spider-Man gets into the courtroom, and it looks like it looks like your boyfriend came after all because it wasn't even her. It was a, a Black Widow in the back of the truck, so she comes out shooting. Nice. So the whole truck was a diversion. So it's Black Widow, Thor, and Steve Rogers in the truck to try to stop the Punisher from you know stopping the truck and blowing it up, while Spider-Man goes into the courtroom where the prisoner Rachel is and Iron Man's there too. But back up. It's not Iron Man. It's Frank Castle in the Iron Man armor. Nice. I know. So he zaps Spider-Man, totally kicks his ass. And he tells Rachel, he goes, come on, I don't have much time. I can barely fly this thing as it is. (laughs) So basically we pan back to uh, Steve Rogers, you know, Black Widow and Thor, and they're being shot at, you know, from the bushes. It looks like by, you know, a man and a woman wearing the Punisher gear. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they're rubber bullets. You know, Steve Rogers, you know, hears the hit the shield and it's like a splat. And he goes, "Wait a minute, these are rubber." And Natasha goes back there and she captures the people. And he goes, "Hey, we've been played." Because what it is is a couple of gangsters that Frank, you know, convinced to do that by uh, not turning them over or killing them. He goes, you, uh, "You guys need to do this, or I'm going to kill you." You know, stuff like that. So yeah. the next. Uh, the next uh, scene we have is the the end of the issue, and it also has like Captain America in full Captain America gear, Iron Man in Iron Man armor, and they've got Frank in custody. Oh man! So that'll be the issue five of five coming out for that. Nice little cliffhanger uh, there. I know you want to go into one of yours real quick. Uh, well, I thought one that we actually both could probably talk about here is uh, the end of Death of the Family. I feel like that's pretty important for us to cover here. Um, wanted to mention real quick a couple of the ones that led up to the ending, which was uh, Batgirl number sixteen and Nightwing number sixteen. Yeah, let's do Nightwing. That was awesome. Yeah, Nightwing was was awesome. Uh, Don't get me wrong, Batgirl was good, but Nightwing trumped everything. Well, yeah, and it's because two of the things that just blew my mind with this was one is you have he comes down to his, uh, amusement mile and he walks into this like stadium area. And inside there, Joker has dug up all these dead people that were part of Haley's circus at one time or another, and he has them just all over the place. And then the other big that reveal hurts. is that he has the Haley's circus uh, members 
all Jokerized, the ones that are living, and they start yeah. beating the crap out of Nightwing. Um, the most disturbing one was where, he, where Joker hands this mallet, this spiked mallet to this little girl, and she and he says, "Go say hello." And her name's Christina, and and she goes hello, and like nails Nightwing, and then you see the Joker just dragging Nightwing up this hill, and then he's about to show him a platter, uh, what's underneath this dinner platter. So, just very unnerving. When I opened up that splash page that showed all of the Haley Circus corpses laying around and everything else was just yeah amazing. It was awesome. Um, and at the end of all the issues, they've been the Joker's been re- revealing like a giant serving platter, yeah. silver platter to you know each of the victims. Yeah. Now the one but we don't know what he's revealing yeah. to them yet. Now the one thing I liked with the Batgirl issue because, like you said, the Batgirl issue was also very strong. Um, was Batgirl's about to get married to the Joker, uh, but her brother actually comes in to to save her, and he's kind of the one that set this whole thing up. Uh, I know. And he comes in with like grenades and everything else and he, he comes to save her, but then he like knocks her out by uh like like chloroform or something like that, uh, on her mouth, and then he dives for safety, leaving his sister behind, and the Joker captures her also, and again showing at the end of that at that issue that he's serving a platter of something. So uh now one that I know that uh <laughs> The issues that led up to all this was, like you said, in Batman also, we see Joker has the Batman captured, and he's about to serve a platter of something. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people what was under the platter? Turkey. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was their faces. He cut their faces off. Or so we believed. Yeah. Well, that's what the reader is meant to believe, that they actually had each of the family members tied up. And their faces are cut off to match the Joker's, you know, hideous, you know, face too. Yep. But um, and he, actually, he, he call- he's got them all bandaged up, yep. and Bruce Wayne's supposed to believe it too. Yeah. And he he calls upon Alfred, that who he has all Jokerized and looking maniacal, and they're all sitting at a dinner table. And like you said, all the all of his uh, fam- Batman's family uh, are. Uh, have their faces all bandaged up and they look all bloody and everything else because it's, they're meant to believe that their faces are, have been cut off and they're revealed to uh, to their platters as they actually see their faces in ice and everything else. So they all believe yeah. that their faces have been cut off and they're just numb to what happened. So, but in reality, they uh, they did not have their faces cut off. It all it was all a ploy and. Uh, Batman has to go over after the Joker one more time, and rather than go back to help save his family, who the Joker has said, you know, have just been Jokerized, and they are going to beat the beat each other to death, Batman decides to stay and fight the Joker. Um, and then there was an interesting twist at the end, and I, I'll let you go ahead and, and talk about the twist of what Batman and Joker were uh, kind of tricking each other with. Yeah, basically what happens with the uh, end of that issue is... Uh, it's it's actually false faces. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all bandaged up, meant to look like their faces have been taken off, and but um, they haven't been. It's meant to be a giant joke, right? Well, and what I was referring to at the end of the issue uh, was where the Joker, uh, Batman, oh, makes the where, Joker yeah. believe that he knows who he is, and the Joker tells him like that before. It's like he knows who you know Batman is, and they're both you know just tricking each other, you know, they, they really don't know who each one is, right? but they're just telling their 
adversary, they do know who yeah. he is. The Batman gets a hold of uh, the Joker's book that he's been carrying all along, and he opens up and finds a bunch of blank pages. And Bat, uh, Bruce, who's been telling the Joker that he knows who he is, you see him in the Batcave walking past a, uh, a screen that says Joker Identity Unknown. So here Batman never knew who the Joker was really was either, so they're right. both playing yeah. each other. Yeah, he never knew who he was, and he didn't know who he was. It was it was a really good issue. I, I really enjoyed the whole giant story arc on that death in the family. The other thing I really liked it was at the very end, uh, they were all supposed to come together. All the family was supposed to come together to kind of get through what just happened to them because such a traumatic experience, and they all cancel on Bruce. And here there was this uh, isotope, uh, I believe, an element that was actually located inside the Jokerized uh, gas that they all inhaled. And but it didn't show to be anything lethal for them. But he still wanted Bruce still wanted to research it. And here it was uh, this element known as uh, dubnium. And uh, he's Bruce is like, why did he pick this? And he says, is there any other name? He asks his computer, is there any other names for it? And it's uh, the other name for it was hanium. And the symbol for that is H.A. for ha. So the joke ah. Joker got a nice little laugh laugh in there. So. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. Also a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming Rollout. Uh, the last one I had was uh, Daredevil End of Days. It's part five of eight. And this is by uh, Bendis, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. So it's a uh, really good issue here. It picks up right where the number four left off with um, it, it, him actually going to go see Frank Castle again, of all people. So <laughs> Frank's actually in uh, prison. And uh, our our uh, writer friend here, um, what the hell is his name? Uh, ben Yurik. Ben Yurik, yeah, thank you. Ben actually goes see Frank. And he asked him, you know, what's the word Mapone mean? He goes, Mapone, before he even says it, he goes, he said one word when he died. And Frank's like, Mapone, he goes, you know what it is, you know what it means. He's like, yeah. And Yurik's like, well, what does it mean? He tell me what it means. He's like, no. So he thinks he's just psychotic being stupid. He's like, well, if I give you something, you know, you tell me, blah, blah, blah. And he tells him, you know, Daredevil, you know, he was two things. He was a prize fighter and a ninja. You know, prize fighters, they have expiration dates and, you know, ninjas always train. They train to replacement. So he's making uh, Ben Yurik think that there's a bunch of other daredevils that could be out there that he's training either one person or a group of people or a bunch of kids nice. to take over when he's done. And he also tells him he was an attorney, and attorneys always know the uh, answers to the questions before they even ask him. Nice. So then uh, he says, well, what if I give you something? You know, will you tell me what it is? He goes, well, you've already given me something. And he's like, what's that? And you, there's, you know, you smell smoke, fire alarms start going off, the guards bust in, they get Ben Uric out of there, and in the hustle and bustle commotion, you know, Frank Castle ends up escaping. Nice. But he's in the chair, and he's like leather strapped to the chair, so, I mean, I don't even know how he got out. Nice. So, but actually, even though you thought you were going to be reading one Daredevil comic and one Punisher comic, you actually ended up with pretty much two Punisher comics. Well, this is the only part where Punisher is <laughs> no, in the I know. book. So, no, yeah. I know. But, but it, it's not a bad thing. It's not oh, no, no. Thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just kind of funny like how you, you think you're going to be reading one thing, but then it ends up tying into something else you're reading already. So, 
Yeah. It's so then Ben Yurik goes sees uh, a costume shop of uh, Melvin Potter, uh, who's actually some uh, giant villain or something like that, a gladiator or something like that. That was his name. Nice. So he tells him, uh, you know, hey, do you, you have any of these kind of costumes? And he's got Daredevil's costume from the police evidence room. Nice. He goes, uh I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't really, you know, do costumes of uh, Daredevil. You know, I haven't done one like that in a long time because I've got other people's costumes. It makes, you know, good, you know, sales. You know, I'm kind of legit now. I don't do that sort of stuff anymore. And he goes, well, you know, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm lying. I actually did one uh, Daredevil costume not too long ago. And he goes, well, who'd you do it for? He goes, well, I, I did it for Matt. He goes, the weird thing about it is, though, he, I, he wanted me to make it a little bit smaller. And he goes, he's still kind of big and kind of, you know, ripped. I don't know why he wanted me to make it a little bit smaller for him, you know. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, the only other thing I wanted to talk about briefly here was uh, a couple retro style issues. One is I had always been interested in reading uh, the Spider-Girl series. Uh, I don't okay. heard well, Let me just finish this real fast. Basically... Yurik to Ghost and sees... I um, know you weren't done, so sorry. No, that's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, ben Yurik, he ends up going to go see a uh, you know, guy at the hospital here. It's a C-list criminal, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel here. And actually, if the Frank Castle thing comes on the TV. You know, he sees that Frank Castle was uh, escaped. And uh, the bushwhacker, you know, big giant guy comes in. He starts kicking the door down because he wants to get the guy, the C-list character who's in there. And he ends up knocking Ben Yurik out the hospital window who's falling down. And he's panicking. You know, it's like calm. You know, you don't hear anything before your life passes before your eyes. And he's thinking that Daredevil might come save him. And in the end, you see a Daredevil character, you know, jumping down to actually save Ben Yurik. So that's where the cliffhanger stops. Nice. Right. Yeah. So we don't know if it's, you know, who it is, but it looks like somebody in a Daredevil costume. But we, we know that Matt Murdock is dead. All right, retro review. All right, retro. Um, like I said, I always wanted to read the the Spider Girl uh, series. I had heard good things about it. I heard that if you like Spider Man or Amazing Spider Man, then this is a series you'd want to read because it has kind of a similar feel, but it's completely outside of continuity. So I found it very cheap online. I had sold some stuff on eBay and was able to use what I sold to buy the whole entire series, which was like a hundred issues, uh, and I got them for like less than a buck an issue. So it was a real good deal. Um, so I read issue number zero and what I would say is if you have a chance to pick up the zero issue, it's worth picking up. Now I will warn you out there, there is an amazing spider girl issue number zero and there's a spider girl issue zero. You want to get spider girl, not amazing spider girl. Cause amazing spider girl was, was the series that started after spider girl itself had ended and the zero issue for amazing spider girl just gives you a recap of everything that happened in those hundred issues that came before where spider girl number zero is the origin story of spider girl, uh, where she first starts realizing that she has powers. Um, and it, it's the following of the daughter of Peter Parker and Mary Jane. And she's known as may she's named after obviously Peter's aunt. May, aunt may. Right. And, uh, she's actually a lot of times known as Mayday. Uh, so, uh, there's also the grand uh, grandchild of Norman Osborn, which is Harry Osborn's son, and it is uh, he's known as Normie, and he takes on the mantle of the Green Goblin in this issue, and he basically uh, wants revenge on Peter Parker and Spider-Man and the whole legacy, so he challenges Peter to come out. Now Peter's hobbling; he's got a cane. 
he he took some major damage. Evidently, something really bad happened in his very last battle that he decided to walk away, and you find out about that in the issue. But uh, May finds out about her powers, and her family talks to her about how her dad was Spider-Man. And what she does is to save her family, she dons the costume of Ben Riley Spider-Man. Oh, nice, nice. And so she wears that costume. So she, uh, you know, she puts on the uh, the Ben Riley costume and she takes out Normie. And it's a the reason I say it's worth picking up the Zero issue is because it's an all self contained story. You can get you get the whole story in one issue. And oh, that's always a plus. Yeah, so you can re- you can pick it up, read it, and if you like it, you could pick up more issues of the series. And it did go for a hundred issues, and then it went for a whole another series for another thirty issues. So it's not like it was a bad series. If it was a bad series, it would lasted ten issues and be done probably. So um, I like the art, I like the story, and at the very end of it, you see her, uh, they, her and her family burn the costume and everything else and they think it's all behind them but on the very last panel you see that she has already started drawing uh designs for a new costume as well as web shooters and everything else so okay well with a couple of minutes left here um basically i just want to give my opinions of the book the green arrow book uh i would definitely pick it up uh even though i really didn't really care for the art so much i did enjoy the story enough to pick it up and keep following it uh, Daredevil End of Days, I would definitely recommend getting that or maybe get it when it's a trade. It's an eight-issue miniseries. And uh, Punisher Warzone, five-issue miniseries. It, it's some of the best Punisher I've read in a very, very long time. I recommend picking it up. Nice. Uh, well, I will actually uh, save the original Cone Saga for next time. Hopefully by then you'll have read some of your retro stuff, and we can cover that at that point. And, uh, but, yeah, we're, we're up against the clock here, so... Uh, we'll go ahead and give our information out. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. Uh, you can find us on the forumforgeeks.com. You can find us, uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail. Those will be played on our regular episodes, but you can certainly talk about the ammo dump episodes. Uh, that's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Uh, you can Twitter with, uh, with me at least every whenever you want and it's uh it's at star joe's podcast and on the twitter i always put my reviews uh just a very short no spoiler review of anything that i'm reading outside of our normal issues so much like the ammo dumps i put out there anything i'm reading but i don't unlike the ammo dump where i only bring the good stuff those uh twitter feeds are anything i'm reading whether and i'll say whether i think it was good or bad so uh i think that's all you can find us on stitcher radio it's the smart way to radio uh, for uh, smart way to radio. Is that <laughs> smart way to listen? Smart way to listen. Thank you. And we're part of the Geekcast Radio Network and Geekcast Radio Network. So and we're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. And leave us an iTunes review. Yes, please. And we'll <laughs> show. I think that. But that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Well, if you're in you know the Cleveland, Ohio area, you can run into us probably at a you know <laughs> local watering hole somewhere. Right. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Later.